Swift fighting it out. Chautauqua very late. It's English a half length in front. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes. G'day guys, Fergo here. Welcome back to the second episode of Fergo Talks Form. Except I shouldn't be calling that anymore as it will now be referred to as the Fergo's Tips and Slips official podcast. Yep, rebranding after only one episode. Whoops. Um, all my personal social medias, formerly known as Fergo's Exotics, will be renamed Fergo's Tips and Slips. Hope you like the new profile picture, I guess you could call it. I don't know what you want to call it, profile picture. My dad designed that, so uh, cheers old fella. Anyway, today's agenda, I'll be, it's just me again this week. Um, there'll be a guest next week, definitely. The guest segment, segment will be weekly, and I won't be specifically giving out tips either, so keep an eye out for that. So, yep, just my tips today. So, before everybody we'll recap last week's tips really quickly. So, we had, we had one, two, three, four main races are tips. So, we'll start with the negative Castile de Lago at Belmont in the three-year-old plate. It was very keen in the race, and it was wailed in the straight. I reckon that horse does need some more time, but I'm definitely nowhere near sacking it. But more time, experience, maybe up and trip. We'll see how it goes. Um, Mr. Seawolf, oh, I thought it was a really good effort to go to the line. Well, it's in my black book. We'll see where it goes now. Up and distance will be a big tick. Might go back into him. But another race, other tip I gave was Eduardo, who got up. A very tough win. I like to say that. Great ride by Nash. I think he caught the suspension because that. Bloody aggressive, but yeah, nice ride. Tavadance, I told you I was keen. I told you it should be winning better races, and it's won by, I think it was seven lengths, the official margin. Never in doubt. Great ride by, I believe it was Jamie Carr. And finally, Anders, the most impressive win I all thought. First up in that group list, I believe it was, and it just put a space in them easily. I mean, there's a couple of Sydney Group 1s. Who knows if there'll be Victorian horses there? We dare to dream of Anders winning Group 1. just want to quickly mention before I dive into the tips that my uh, WA... I should call him Icon. William Pike's over in Melbourne now. I know he's definitely riding three WA horses over there. And in the last showmanship, Lotter 85. You know, in parking in the last point, jump about $1.10. Um, as the carnival warms up, I now on will only be tipping the feature races. And there's a big seven races for me to get through this week. So without further ado, I'll jump into them. I'll start by diving into the one at Morpherville. Just firstly, we're expecting a soft track there this weekend, so take that into your form tips, whatever you do. So race seven at Morpherville's Spring Stakes, a group three weight for age over the six furlong, 1,200 metres. Some good horses returning here, Behemoth, Camel Passer, Dallasan, Morvada. But with all that being said, those three horses who are pretty hard to go past, especially Behemoth. I've gone with Dallasan on top, even though he's drawn the widest gate for Jason's stubby holder. First up, as I just mentioned, last prep, Jesus, oh, was tough not to win the South Australian derby. It was very impressive. But of course, that boom horse Russian Camelot just had, was just too good. Obviously, you're probably thinking of derby. You know, he's back to 1,200 metres now. I don't think you'll be seeing him reaching those distances now. He's in an open age category. He's now a four-year-old. Still a stallion. Still got his eyeballs. But, yeah, I think as a three-year-old, he's able to get to those distances without being exposed too much. But the distance is no query for me. He's had three starts of the distance for two starts. Sorry, for two wins and a third place. And there's two wins coming group threes and group twos at Flemington and a third coming in a group three at Caulfield. Track distance. So he's run four times over the 1,200. Track distance, he got up in the exact same race first up last preparation, beating subsequent Group 1 winner 
scales of justice. He's in double figures that day, and that's really when he started to stamp himself as a serious racehorse. Again, Jason Holden, no issue on him. He rides at Othman McDonald, and I don't even know how to pronounce other trainers. Anyways, their partnership. At the track, he loves Morfittville. Five starts, four wins in a second. That second coming behind Rush and Camelot in the derby, as I just mentioned. Now, the map, obviously, is a big query as him drawing 12, but I think he's a horse who can sit just off the pace as he did in the derby. He's a horse that comes from midfield, and Morfittville's plays pretty fair. I reckon we could see a good pace here with some roughies, Crown Fontaine, Foxhall, and Raymouth all looking for the lead. If he goes back from the gates, no worry. I think he could dash home late and really stamp himself as a horse going to win better races his preparation. I've gone with it again. I called it Tavadance. I'm calling it Dallas and he will be winning better races than this, this preparation. From South Australia, we have the Royal Remnick. Only one feature this weekend. I'm expecting a heavy track here once again. Oh, God, I love it. Race number seven is the up-and-coming stakes. Up-and-coming, not up-and-James Cummins. I've really butchered that. Up-and-coming states, 300 metres, group three. Got a three-year-old, so new three-year-olds. Obviously, most of these horses, it's the first time they've raced at three. Besides from um, Bazooka, the four, maybe. Yeah, that race on his birthday, so, yep. For me, uh, it's hard to pass up the favourite North Pacific. I just really like how one on the heavy eight to break it's made in the two-year-old handicap. At Rose Hill on the 11th of August. Sorry, September. 11th of July. It really burnt across some barrier number. What am I about? Burnt down the rails to lead with Cody Jennings aboard. And it's still the best last 600 metres of the day at race at the distance. And there were four races over 1100 at Rose Hill on that day, and two of them being open class. So, you know, you rate the quality of that win. Had a quick freshen up since. I went to the trials where James McDonald on a heavy eight at one. And one by point two of a length. He was urged long to take the lead, but still was too good. Held off his challenges. James McDonald rides again today, so he's got experience of the horse with old J Mac. He's okay in at the weights, being a three year old colt, only carrying 56 and a half. Drawn barrier one will go forward, which has been no disadvantage from what I've seen at uh, in Sydney. It's not just Ramwick anywhere in Sydney, on pace bias. You can show the class the win he put up last start. I reckon he's the horse to beat here. Obviously, there is obviously always some dangers in this race. Smart image, obviously that horse who Bowman controversially caused that fall a couple of weeks back. His win was okay, but I don't rate the quality of the form of that race. Like he's beaten some okay horses, but will it, will the form show up here? We'll find out, I guess. Obviously, Bowman is off that horse. McAvoy rides, but yeah. That's the only logical danger in my eyes, but North Pacific number two here to win for me. $2.30 currently on the New South Wales tab, and my quick had Dallas and currently $4 to win. Renwick to Belmont for their feature. I'm anticipating a soft track here. Race seven is the Belmont Newmarket, a group listed for three-year-olds and upper handicap, and we see the return of free trade here. Number one, a very up-and-coming six-year-old. Lot race only having 15 starts for Michael Lane, ridden by... Chris Barham from Barrier 2. Last prep, it's finished off with two listed wins. The Pinjara Classic winning by 3.8 lengths and the Bunbury States winning by 2.3 lengths, which is obviously good form. And first up, no issue for me. One, three starts, one win, two seconds, but this time he's won two trials in open comp company and he's beaten some good horses in trials and not been asked for much. He's beaten a lot to Watch Me Dance and Clissa Comfort, which are two good horses. Um... 
No good odds you're getting here, only $2, but I think he's a class act at the field. There's any logical danger. I think Floyd won pretty well first up, but I can't justify backing him at $5 and free trade doubling your money. It's better bet. Central Spice was a bit disappointing last start, but you could chuck that in a Cornella. Good horse. No Pike, obviously, as he's over in Melbourne. Johnson Porter riding Central Spice. Never seen that combination. Pierces and Porter, but who knows? That's the Belmont New Market Race 7 Belmont number one to win $2 free trade. We now head over to the Caulfield and they have four feature races. So springs in the air, well and truly. Now I'll be giving a bit more of an extensive coverage into these features at Caulfield as I've taken my time to analyse these features. I found race five, the Vane Stakes, the hardest one to analyse, my ad. Race five is the Vane Stakes 1100 metres group three. Colts and Geldings set weights plus penalties. Now there is some quality animals resuming. I don't mind Lamia Street, good horse resuming. Rulership resuming. Our Playboy goes well resuming. Ranting goes well and resuming. And the other one in the market, Hydro Star, who was uh, debut winner at Sandown fairly easily. Also in the mix, obviously Colts and Geldings, there's not much difference in the weights here. Luna Fox number one, the toppy carrying 58, which is, sorry, one and two being Luna Fox and Lamia Street carrying 58 and 57 respectively. The rest of the horses carrying 56. That being said, I've decided to go with rulership here. Number three, Peter and Paul Snowden train, ridden by Damien Lane, who can well and truly ride a peach. Currently $3.20 in the New South Wales tab, and I think if you put a line through the, especially the Blue Diamond race, you have some good form. Now let me just analyse that real quick. On debut, put them to bed easily at Randwick over the 1,000. Uh, Best for last 400 race sectional and 600 race sectional, when I was leading too, so I just kicked away strongly. Went to Caulfield for Blue Diamond Prelude. Started favourite in a group three. Kicked French. It led again. It kicked strong, but then only to go down very late to Hanseatic, who was favourite for the Blue Diamond and well in the market in the slipper as well. Good form. Then we went to the Blue Diamond again, and he, he was in the market, but he settled, he settled fifth, four deep. Had to go five wide at the turn. He battled on okay, considering he's a leader, and he sat fifth, as I said. He pulled up lame, but was only beaten 3.5 lengths still, so it was a decent effort with excuses. Then came first up at Randwick on the 4th of the 4th on a heavy 8 at the Kindergarten Group 3 Stakes. Was all in the market there, but he had to stay, settle behind the leaders during an awkward gate. One, that being an awkward gate because if he doesn't step, he's getting crossed, which he didn't step, so he settled fourth. So he split came and then he battled away from when it came. Five lengths, fourth behind Doubtland, who's a good horse, and Joel is a good horse. But I think the quality of all those races I've mentioned stacks up here. And he's come back after a pretty decent break. He's won a trial by 2.5 lengths in head of Aftermath. He led, as I said, I think that's how he's best best ridden. From Barrier 3, Damian Lane has no excuses to not send him to the front, I guess. I only have a natural lead as the 5, but drawn outside of rulership. So if any rulership finds the rails, he should be in a decent spot. So I think logical dangers we've got. Lamia Street first up, who I do rate that horse, but first up over the eleven hundred. I think he'll be better over further. Ranting is a maiden, more in the market, and I'll tell you why. It was really, really good in the group three at Morfittville when it was last in work. 
had to work to the lead. No, he was, only went down by two lengths. Substance lead. Some good horses. There's been four winners from that race. That group three for the two-year-olds when obviously it was raining. That was only run three months ago. So, decent enough form. Same as his debut run at Caulfield. Good form from that. Got to be a danger. And finally, the sixth of the danger, Hydro Star. Won very, very easily after being bumped at the turn at Sandown. Run like a good horse. See if you can get even to further heights after this run. Six being the favourite currently, $2.80. But, yep, number three, rulership for me at $3.20. Race five, Caulfield, the main stakes. We now go to the second of the four features at Caulfield, race six, the Quisette Stakes, 1,100 metres, group three, three-year-olds, fillies this time, set weights and penalties. And again, some good horses resuming. RAF, the toppy resuming, ran the blue diamond, was disappointing, but still, it's a good horse running that. River Knight, some good uh, first prep form resuming. Same as Bell Nepotina, fresh. And uh, I don't actually mind agreeable. First up after his debut win at Geelong, but that's not my tip. I I really found the speed map to be a deciding factor here into my tip. With It's a red-hot pace. But I think that number seven, Fresh, who on my map says he, he'll be leading, but I don't see that happening. But I think that plays into the hands of Damien Lang. I believe this is a horse which can do either. She can lead or she can sit just on off the pace, I reckon. And I think Lane will have options to do both because if she jumps more and he can find the lead without spending too many tickets and he'll go for that. But I think there's enough pace inside of him that if she steps badly, he can still take a trail and sit on the pace. First, she's currently $7 and $2.50, number seven. So fresh that is on the New South Wales tab. So that's some good value there. One on debut at Geelong when it was odds on. Kicked clear with many gears left to bolt in, eased down by three lengths. Now, that day it beat Personal. Personal ran the Blue Diamond and a slipper, so a decent form. Then went to the Phillies Blue, Blue Diamond preview, the Group 3. It was favourite. Chased hard, sitting off the pace after going four deep at the turn behind a beautiful night second, 0.4 of a length. Then went to the Blue Diamond Prelude and punted clearly liked her effort in the preview. It was a $2.50 favourite. It went way too hard up front. It's headed at the 300 metres and battled home. And I think it had some issues. I think it was a slow recovery. So it had excuses after being spent to the lead from an inside gate by Tim Clark. Uh, there's been three winners from that race. So not too many, but lots of those two guys got tipped out after the Blue Diamond series. So I'm not complaining. I think the tactics of the horse just plays into the Damien Lane's hand, and you should be able to get a good run in transit no matter if she's leading or on the pace. And I think she has a bit of class about her, and I think only natural improvement from her two-year-old preparation. At $7 and $2.50, I'm happy to take a, take a good price to find out. The danger has to be the favourite parlophone. What a win last start in the listed race at Morfittville. It was very good. It was $10 into $4.20 and just put them to bed easily, but who knows, do you want to be awkward here, who knows where she gets from the map, $2.40, it's not long enough for me to find out if she can go back to back. We now head to the, well, the more open races, open class, that is the race seven, the Regal Roller Stakes, group listed over the six furlong, 1200 metres, four-year-old and up handicap, and oh, there's some red hot horses here, spring is well and truly in the air, I actually run through the full field here, as I believe it's worth noting some of the quality. We have number one, Jungle Edge. Oh, 
Curtis McJungle is an absolute mug. Like, I don't think it will be heavy enough for him. And carrying 62 would be a big ass. The favourite, number two, Viridine. Good win last start. Dane Oliver hops off, man. I'll cover who he's riding in a minute. James Cummings from Mark Zara. Carrying a big weight after a good win at Caulfield last start. Number three, be good to your mother. Daniel Bowman, ridden by Declan Bates. Interesting runner. Last pep was a bit... Mm, after being in group one last spring, but who knows? Did he have excuses last prep? Will he come back and show that spring form from a year ago? Number four, Reykjavik's been up for a while. One well, three starts back, I believe, at Flemington. Let me just confirm that. Yeah, one down the straight at Flemington. No, someone worried about. Remember, 1600 at Flemington, so it drops dramatically in distance, which is interesting by Lindsay Smith, written by Michael Rod. Then we have Tahitsi. Oh, Tasmanian Galloper, who's come over the uh, Tasman. Trained by C. Crook and I. Miller, read by Ben Melms. Interesting how it's been sent here. Does the trainers know something? We don't. $31 currently. Then we have number six, Age of Shuri, Maya on Topper. 550 currently, ridden by Damien Lane again for Mark. Mar oh Elton and Zara combination. I don't want to butcher their names. It's drifted, but can't justify why. Uh, Miami bound number seven. Let's go through this quickly. Damien Oliver riding for Danny O'Brien. Number eight, Bumper Blast. Train by Robert Hip Monk. And ridden by Craig Williams. And number nine, She Shall Fly. Trained by Chris Corston. Ridden by Damien. Yeah, Damien done. Um, so, yeah, Adrian Schufer, number six for me. I really like this horse. It gives it's basically, you know, as honest as it gets. First up. It's four starts for a win on the second, so it's not the best record, but it it, it ticks the box. Last preparation, it, it had two starts. It pulled up lame, f pulled a plate, sorry, on its last run in 24 weeks off, though, into the group three behind Blaze Jowski. So excuses there after running a decent race. Then the form I really want to point out to you was the preparation for that last spring. Had two consecutive Group 1 placings. Firstly, in the Rupert Class Stakes behind Be Good to Your Mother. When it was... It, it settled fourth on the pace and just couldn't ch chase Be Good to Your Mother. He was carrying only 52 kilos. And... Sorry, how many... Eddie Shivery was carrying 56. Be Good, Be Good to Your Mother, 52. Here we have now Eddie Shivery, 59. Be Good, Be Good to Your Mother, 61 and a half. So, bit of a weight swing. And then it went to the rack over the mile. And ran 2.5 lengths behind Fierce Impact. It was a good run. Fourth, settled fourth again, just boxed on. But you can't uh, knock a group one placing at the distance here. This is the big kick for me. Four starts to the distance. The two wins and the second, the unplaced effort. The unplaced effort, I don't really want to in include that in my opinion. It was at the, at the Valley, which I don't think it really suits this big horse. It was only a length fifth, so it's not too bad. But I wouldn't be uh, looking at that and going, oh, that type of thing. So I believe he, oh, Jungle Age and Big Mother will contest him for the lead, but I think he should be able to lead from barrier one, if not sit in the back of those two, which is no complaints. Should get a good run in transit. You can get $5.50 and even $2.10 to place, so you can take it each way right now. I don't see why it's drifted. If it keeps drifting, then maybe you should take the tote, but who knows what happened with the market. It's an interesting race, this. But yeah, number six, Asia Shuvali on top for me. We now head to the last race I'll preview, the, the big race of the weekend, the Group 2 feature. 
the PB Lawrence Stakes Group 2 3 olds not wait for age. Maidens ineligible. Don't think you'd be a maiden have any chance in this race, regardless. Um, it is 11 horse field, and there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 horses first up. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Lots of chances. I'll run through my quick chances. I can't cover every horse. I don't have the time to go for every single horse. But number one, Regal Power. Grant Milano Williams, ridden by that man, William Pike. Number two, Kings Will Dream. Chris Waller, ridden by Joy McNeil. Number three, Shrieks of Avalon, trained by S. Nichols, ridden by B. Mellum. And number eight, Mystic Journey, trained by Adam Trinder, ridden by Billy Egan. Number nine, Arcadia Queen, Grant Alana Williams, again, ridden by Damian Lane. And number 10, Sebatiano, trained by James Cummins and ridden by Mark Zara. Now, this took a while for me to really decide on my horse here. It was between Regal Power and Mystic Journey for me. But I, I, I don't know why I'm acting like I'm still deciding. I've gone with Mystic Journey, number eight. As I mentioned, trained by Trinder, ridden by Billy Egan, one of my favourite jockeys. She's actually the highest rated horse in this race of five-year-old mare, but she's only carrying 57, which is the minimum of other horses carrying 59. There's only the mares are carrying 59, the colts and the colts. The blokes are carrying 50. On about the blokes are carrying 59, the mares are carrying 57, basically. And I really do have time for this horse. It's, it's winning the Australian Guineas with an absolute cracker. And it's once again a versatile horse. Can box on pace or can sit and sprint as it... It sat and sprinted in the All-Star Mile and it obviously boxed on the pace at the Australian Guineas. So two good races, one of two different tactics it's shown. Last preparation only had um one run, which was in the March, just before the whole COVID crisis hit, being trained out of Tasmania. I think it could have kept going, but had to be sent home with a bit of... Question marks. It ran fifth at the Valley, which is a, not the track for her, I don't reckon. And a group one, William Reid behind Loving Gabby, three lengths. Cox Plate run was a good one. It was fifth, four lengths behind Elise Grisher. But the ones I want to highlight, last year, first up, it won this race. Carrying the same weight. And it's all... The barrier... So I'm just looking as I go. The barrier is a question mark, but as I said, it was a star horse, so not really actually, but... First up, a lot of question marks, a lot of horses here. I want to back in a horse I've seen perform at the trials as well, and it's won, won a trial easily at Devonport recently, and its other trial was just hard held, just a bit of a blow. Get a bit of a blow out of her fourth. But if Billy Egan can do what he does best and ride a page, I believe Mystic Journey can win this, but I'm very, very wary of Regal Power and basically all other horses I mentioned. $4.40 you can get for Mystic Journey, currently the favourite on the New South Wales tab, but I don't see why she shouldn't be favourite. I reckon she can win this and go on to better races, as most lots of these horses will be winning better races than this. I can see a couple of group one wins out of these field. So let me just quickly recap all my tips for this weekend. So we have in South Australia, the Spring Sakes, Race 7. My tip number one, Dawasan to win. WA Race 7, the Belmont Newmarket. Number one free trade to win two dollars at uh, Royal Randwick race seven. The up and coming stakes North Pacific number two for me to win two dollars fifty. Caulfield race. Sorry, it's going to up races. Just don't want to get this wrong. Race five. Yep, the rain stakes. I like number three rulership three dollars twenty to win currently. Race six. The Beck. 
pro build Quizette stakes number seven fresh for me seven dollars fifty and two dollars fifty race eight age of chivalry number six six dollars and two dollars twenty currently and just mention race eight number eight mystic journey to win four dollars twenty that wraps up the preview for all the features this weekend, but I'll quickly uh, mention some of the plans for the future. So obviously next week there is a group one, first one for the spring, so that's exciting. And next week I will have my first guest that I mentioned. should be live with me here, so no issues with the audio quality. That's something to look forward to. As I said, all my um, social medias are in the process of being rebranded to Fergo's Tips and Slips. So please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'll tag them all in the comments, but... Until next week, good luck on the punt. Hopefully get some winners, and I'll see you then. Cheers. There you go.